trilogy with Damian Turner. So, as you remember, I jumped to episode two first before I came back and had to reload my episode one. So, the reason I did that was because I truly felt like that me and my sister had a connection on that podcast and for those of y'all who know Kayla Kayla has an amazing way with words and Kayla is a very expressively emotional person and so when she gets to going you know that Kayla can use her words in an amazing way and she can explain things a lot clearly and a lot differently on a different level than I can when you get into that emotional uh, background or that those feelings things as um <laughs> people want to say so as those of y'all who know me um, as I grew up I was one of those people that grew up kind of old school. My daddy was awesome, amazing man, but he believed in a lot of old school ways. He was a very old school gentleman. And so when I say old school, I mean, he was like, hey, you're a man, be a man at all times. You know, we don't cry. We don't show feelings. We, we're men, 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 men. And so, you know, and... I love to say this now, which is kind of hard. The older I get, the more I definitely lean on my little sister to help me get out of that old school mindset of the manly man. Um, You know, we don't show feelings. We're not vulnerable, you know, things like that. And so, like I said, not to get off topic, the reason why I definitely went to episode two with hers because I felt the need that with her using her words the way she does that she will help you get an understanding of how me and her are together me and her are emotional and me and her are different and I also feel like she could explain things in that feelings emotional element a lot better than I can because like I said man I grew up as a man's man which is not a problem and I'm sure a lot of you know exactly what I'm talking about so moving along um little background about me so grew up in Rockdale Texas a little small town 3A school um grew up Playing typical sports, uh, football, basketball, played a little baseball, ran some track. Um, was lucky enough to get a Division One scholarship uh, for track to the University of Iowa. And what STEM that was is that me and my classmate, um, we actually jumped seven foot our junior year and that sparked a lot of interest in me and him um i ended up winning the state championship and got offered scholarship and actually we both end up being blessed to go to division one universities and compete in track and field 
Um, mine, like I said, was the University of Iowa. I was there for about three and a half years um, and then felt a need to come back to Texas, which I went to WT, West Texas A&M, Go Buffs, and graduated with a bachelor's degree in animal science with a minor in ag education and ag business. And then later was able to complete my master's degree through Texas A&M Kingsville in um, agricultural sciences. So that's a little background about me. So let's proceed forward. Um, so kind of backtrack a little bit. We talked about how me and my little sister grew up showing. Um, we definitely had two different, wouldn't say outlooks, but I would say two different worlds that um, me and her um, showed in. Um, I started when I was about seven. She started when she was five, actually. So she got another good year on me, which is we'll talk about that later. But anyway, um, when I started showing, we uh, we did a lot of things because we were new. Um, you know, we started off very slow um we learned a lot from other people we listened from other people and whenever kayla starts showing um i would call my pop seasoned um you know when i was showing i'd wake up five o'clock in the morning um feed animals there could have been times where i had anywhere from five to six steers on feed and when i was growing up and when i was showing we hand fed everything um you know we timed everything you know separately each animal had their own feed ration each animal had their own set of feed guidelines and you know which is still happened when kayla was showing but i feel like mom was just a tad bit a little stricter than it was when she was showing um because whenever my dad um came around to kayla's showing he kind of perfected a lot of things. And like I said, when I was showing, it was a lot of trial and error, in which I'm very thankful for. Um, so in episode two, me and Kayla talked about how our upbringing, we were very, we grew up with very strict rules. Um, we didn't do a lot of things that a lot of kids that our age would have done. Um, trying not to repeat myself um, I'd wake up five o'clock in the morning feed animals go in the house take a shower go to school go to practice come home and work animals and that was my day-to-day -day life every day up until I graduated high school and you know, just by saying that you can realize that me and, and Kayla did not grow up like the normal kid. So when I say that me and her were old souls at a very young age, we were very old souls um, at a very young age. And with that being said, it taught us a lot, uh, responsibility, patience. Um, you know, we were committed what we did was a lifestyle it wasn't a hobby it wasn't a short term you know once we made that decision to jump into showing animals that was a lock and key type commitment 
and I will not trade any of it for the world. And this is what has developed me and made me to the man that I am today and also has allowed me to do a lot of things a lot of people weren't able to do and I am very thankful for that so with that being said um what got me started short what got me started in agriculture my uncle showed um showed steers and he was in Caldwell, Texas, which is Burleson County, which that was actually my first steer show. And, you know, being seven years old, seeing your uncle out there in the show ring doing his thing, um, being the only African-American out there showing, you know, it was I wouldn't say confusing, but it was a proud and confusing moment. Um, when I say that it was confusing because where are the other black people, you know, um, but proud because you were able to witness somebody with the strength and courage to go in the show ring, knowing that he's going to stand out and knowing that he's going to be looked at, he's going to be judged and he's going to be picked apart. And I'm going to say this now. This is going to be a podcast that I'm going to give it to you all. This is not going to be scripted. This is not going to be something that I'm going to sugarcoat. Um, because you, though, for those of you who listen to me, definitely need to understand the type of person you're dealing with. And like I said, my little sister's teaching me or she has taught me that vulnerability and expression is very important to move on. And I feel like that if you're listening to this podcast, that you are invested in me. And I feel like I owe you the raw and uncut um, background of Damien. Um, and so that's what you're going to get. So back to the story. Um, when I say courage, when I say picked apart, you know, it wasn't a lot of African-Americans in the show world. Um, it wasn't a lot of African-Americans doing the things that we were doing. And so it was rough. It was really hard um, because you knew sometimes when you walk into the show ring that you were not going to be given a fair shot. And I know this is something people don't want to hear, but it's something that needs to be said because, you know, it would be times where I would walk into the show ring and it'd be times that I know that I had one of the best looking animals in that barn and I would get into the show ring and I would get like third or fourth place, which is not bad. I'm thankful, but you knew there was something that was not right about it. And it took a toll on me and it's definitely made you question why you were doing what you were doing. Um, you know, and I know I keep bringing my baby sister into this, but I feel like it was really harder for her because things were changing, things were evolving, but 
you know, to be able to show at an early age and be successful, you know, it put a target on her back. And I saw it. My dad saw it. My mom saw it. But we tried our best to shelter Kayla from the issue, for lack of a better word. Um, she went in her first year and got grand champion and then turned around at our second county show and got grand champion again. And so when I say a target was put on this little girl's back, a target was put on this little girl's back. And, you know, I am so proud of her for becoming the woman she is because she dealt with a lot especially being a female, an African-American female, a young female that a lot of people would not understand. Um, and moving on. Um, so like I said, it had been times where you definitely know that you're going into a situation where you're going to be picked apart and it was unfair. And it was not right, but we kept on pushing. We kept on going because why? Big Leroy would not let Damien, would not let Kayla become quitters. And I'm very thankful for that um, because I feel like if we would have let those negative things affect us, that wouldn't that we wouldn't be the people that we are today and we wouldn't have the courage to stand before you or speak before you or we wouldn't be in the fields and have the success that we have right now. Um, and so with that being said, there was a few specific events that kind of spurred me to want to continue to be in agriculture to pursue this career um it be a, a change um you know i mentioned before that we go to these major shows which once again i'm very thankful for and we would be the only african americans there and you know, we looked at crazy, you know, there are people were saying things under their breath, but, you know, it gave us a sense of strength once we realized that words can only go so far. Um, you can only say so much, but our animals showed and proved that we deserve to be at the top of the list. And some people might call that bragging. Some people might call that, you know, talking myself up. But you had to have that mindset to have the fortitude to continue to do what we did. Um, and like I said, a um, couple stories, you know, one story that sits in my heart really, really deep. Um, we were at Rockdale Fair, and we're about to get ready to show. Show's about to start. We're back there getting animals ready. So back then, it was full fit, and we were back there clipping hair, pulling legs, you know, doing all that cool stuff that we did. And this gentleman walks by. He kind of peeps at the cab, looks around, and shakes my hand, shakes my dad's hand, and just says, good luck, and walks 
up toward the show ring. And we're like, okay, cool. Didn't think nothing of it, you know. And so we continued to do what we had to do, got ready for the show. And as we move up closer and closer to the show, you know, you kind of wonder where, what happened to the old boy? What happened to the gentleman that came by and, you know, when the cowboy had an African-American gentleman and, you know, look around, can't find him. He's like, oh, well, he must have snuck out the back gate or something. So um, I remember this distinct voice. And once I say the name, y'all going to understand exactly who I'm talking about. So head up to the show ring. I think I had two steers that year. Um, I was bringing one up. My dad was bringing the other one up and we were lining up to get ready to go in the show ring. And I look over and there's this gentleman. He's judging the sheep show. I'm like, wow, that's, that's a first. Like, And you could understand my awe and shock to see that this was an african-american gentleman that was judging this show something that i've never seen before and for those of y'all who know uh, those of y'all who've been in the show world y'all know exactly who i'm talking about so the man the myth the legend mr dwight callis and i took it upon myself to figure out who this man was so um did an amazing job judging the show. Um, I found out he was a 4-H agent um, in Fort Bend County. And I found out his background was extensive in livestock. And I was like, okay, this is possible. You know, because I never seen anybody with that level of stature, with that level of... Um, I don't know the word I have to say, you know, he had a level of respect that was amazing. And to this day, he steals that, if not more. Um, and he was, to me, a pioneer um, in agriculture, especially for, you know, being a black male. Um, and I and I hope he's OK with me talking about this. But so that was that was one. And two, I had the opportunity to have some amazing county agents um, growing up. You know, one was a lady by the name of Chris Holcomb. Chris Holcomb was amazing. This lady did every single thing possible to make sure that Damien was getting his full effect of 4-H and that Damien was a part of every single thing that was available to him. And at first it was a pain and I was confused, but I am so thankful for her because she opened up so many doors for me and she gave me so many opportunities that I would have never had if she did not reach out and feel like I had the potential to be successful at the things that she wanted me involved in. And so kudos to her. Um, God rest her soul. She is an angel. She was an angel on earth. And I would not be the gentleman I am today if it was not for that amazing woman. And the second one was a gentleman by the name of Greg Kazi. Greg Kazi was, for lack of a better word, one of the coolest men I ever met in my life. This man was awesome. 
I mean, he had the heart of gold. You know, if you wanted to learn something, he was willing to teach. If you wanted to know something, he would do whatever it took to find the answer. You know, regardless of creed, color, anything, this man was there to educate and he would help you reach your full potential with no question, no stutter, no stamina. He was there to help you along. Um, we had some of the coolest relationships is because this gentleman would have dinner at our house. He'd come to the house and check animals and help us work out feed programs. I mean, he was a very hands-on involved county agent. And I was like, man, that's what I want to do. And so that's what helped spark my career efforts and sparked me to continue to do the things that I do today. And thankful and thank you, Mr. Greg Kazi, for being you, man. I greatly appreciate it. So I'm not going to talk very long. Um, so the reason why I chose the name Shades of Agriculture is because I feel like there are a lot of misconceptions about agriculture. Um, agriculture is so important to this world, and I feel like either God touched my heart or touched my soul to be a gatekeeper um, or gate opener. Um to help people understand that agriculture is not one-sided. There's a lot of different realms, backgrounds, creeds, colors, shades, <laughs> as you can see, that are involved in the agricultural field and make this amazing field what it is today. You know, um, with this podcast, I want to dig into the history. I want to interview some past, some present, and possibly some future um, models in agriculture and of agriculture. And so by me picking the name Shades of Agriculture, I feel like it covers all the spectrums, you know, white, black, um, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. I want the world to know everything and everyone that I could possibly get to show who is a part of this thing called agriculture. And so that's why I chose the name Shades of Agriculture. And so with that being said, um, I am going to do my best to do a lot of positive things with this. Um, I hope you understand that I'm starting off and this is my first podcast and, you know, it might not be as exciting as episode two was. Um, and I'm definitely going to have Kayla back as much as I can because obviously y'all love hearing her voice and she has some amazing things to say. But, um, like I said, man, this is not going to be scripted. This is not going to be um, word for word, something I write down. This is from my heart. This is a passion I have, and I hope you can accept it. So with this first episode, you know, I just want to give you just a tad bit background about me and why I chose to do 
this and why I chose the name Shades of Agriculture. And I appreciate y'all joining me for this. And thank you for y'all undying support. And I am looking forward to this thing becoming something very amazing because I want to do my best to make it amazing. And I hope you enjoy it. So with that being said, y'all take it easy. I appreciate y'all. And episode three is coming soon. Y'all take care.